Would you rather lose an arm or never have ice cream again? Lose an arm? <laughs> You're lying! <laughs> A sleepwalking gorilla. People, people that have feet that aren't all screwed up. <laughs> Are you alright? Oops. What was that? I don't know. <laughs> what is going on, everybody? We are back, and we have a long-awaited, very special episode today. I'm sure you already know what it is. September 22nd, 2018 was the last time. Probably our most popular episode. It is the conspiracy episode. That's right. We got a lot of conspiracies today. Eight in case you're doing another trivia thing, there are eight today. And some of I'm, the world's biggest. Some of the world's biggest. And I'm really excited, actually, for this because it's going to be. I awesome. am too. So we Mike put so Mike, much time into it. We actually, really normally we, we plan our podcasts like the day that we make them. Like we have stuff that we're both going to talk about, but then we plan it together and schedule it and then record it. We took an extra day and did this yesterday. So that we had it planned. So we did an entire day's worth of prep for this episode, which is very, very strange and not typical for our episodes. Typically, we'll do like an hour of planning right before we actually record, which is in all seriousness, just like probably 15 minutes of actual planning and 45 minutes of us just talking to each other and like catching up on our lives. Yeah, exactly. Which is nice. It kind of gets in the mood. You know? Yeah, um, it does. But before we do that, before we actually get into the conspiracy theories, we have a couple of big announcements. Um, first and foremost, I didn't, I wasn't sure if this was actually going to happen. After we talked about it in the last episode, I was like, "Oh shit! What if we talked about it and then it doesn't happen?" I was worried that about would that be too. So embarrassing. So it has Gutsy officially happened on our part. Gutsy move to talk about it <clears throat> because we applied okay we're talking about spotify by the way we applied to stream on spotify like five minutes before we started recording <laughs> so yeah. then i was thinking about it, like damn we might not actually get accepted but we did you can find our podcast on spotify if you see our twitter the underscore shack underscore radio we are or mike tweeted out a link to our spotify so hopefully right now we're joined by a couple new listeners I hope so. I don't really know how that would happen because they would have to still find us. But I like to imagine that's Mike and I talk about that all the time with how we actually get new listeners and how that's possible. And other than direct word of mouth and people looking us up, I have just this magical idea that people are like, man, I want to find a new podcast. So they search funny new podcast and our podcast (laughs) catches their eye. Yeah, I don't that, know that that's how that, that happens because I don't no. think we have any of those things triggered in like our <laughs> description. But I don't even I don't even know how that works, honestly. But doesn't matter. Right now, today, we have our conspiracy episode, and Mike and I each have four conspiracies prepared, and mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot of fun. So, Mike, if you want to kick us off with your first conspiracy, wait, don't we have other announcements? Oh, shit. Well, I wrote two other ones, but the second one doesn't really make that much sense. But you're right. Just in general. 
the second announcement I wrote mailbox. So we have several entries into our mailbox to talk about, but because we have so many conspiracies to talk about, we're not actually going to discuss them today. But we just, it's a reminder, especially to our new listeners on Spotify. True. Submit. We'll, We'll have the link in the description. Submit comments. Submit your favorite conspiracy theory. Submit one that we might have forgotten in this episode. Submit your thoughts. Submit questions, hypotheticals, whatever you want. Come to us. It's anonymous. It's a great way to reach out. We're really trying to engage the audience. Let's do it. Submit to the my submit to the mailbox. Yeah, so you can click on the to get to the form. It's a Google form that you can click on in the description of the podcast. So just click on it on your phone while you're listening right now. Just click on it and fill something out. It, seriously, put anything you want in there. I don't care what it is. Just uh, and what we said last episode. We don't have enough things to talk about from the mailbox to leave anything out. So correct. If you put something in there, we will talk about it. Um, and then the last one, something from our mailbox from last week or two weeks ago, we're going to be doing a alcohol podcast. Yes. And not like a podcast, just an episode of a podcast of this podcast. That's going to be dedicated to the joys and the sorrows and the experiences associated with alcohol. And that's going to be a lot of fun, but we have a special twist to it. Yeah. We're throwing it back to the old school Shack Radio days. This one will be Mike and I actually in the same room. You know, I can't think of the word I'm trying to think of. Live. We're not going to be doing it from a thousand miles apart. I meant like. Oh, it won't be live, uh, I guess. Back and forth. What is that? What is the word I'm thinking of? Banter. Bantering. Us bantering in the same room. It And it, it really is a lot different. It is. So like one thing that I notice here and. and even though we, I at least I think what you do too. We both try to compensate for it. There's when we're talking or when you're talking. Sometimes you'll start lagging, but right, yeah, you. I just don't. I just don't speak. I let it settle and then I keep going. And I've tried to listen to it, and usually that doesn't pick up. It's just like a connection thing between the two of us. But it, okay. uh, it's like that little stuff, you know. Yeah, I mean, and there's little skips. If you listen to any podcast, that's over oh, the internet yeah. it's always going to be messed up which and i think we honestly, do a damn good job well in general me and jacob were just like going over some podcasts that are like actual podcasts like they're sponsored and they have they're real, real people like this is what they do for their living and i can imagine dude we i just now before we started this episode we were comparing our podcast to like these professionals quote unquote f- fucking professionals they can't do anything right Clearly, we're we're more professional than they are, but they're the yeah. ones getting paid. Um, Horseshit. And they sound exponentially worse than we do. They sound terrible, and we sound awesome. So, if anybody's listening that knows somebody that's looking to sponsor their item in a low money way, we will uh, we will we will have a sponsor for zero dollars. Yep. Just to have somebody to sponsor. But whatever, let's get to it. So, now on Spotify uh, and in-person alcohol episode are going to be fun. Okay, Mike, kick it off. All right. So, (laughs) I can't even take this one seriously. Okay. I think one thing to address just before I get started with this one is, like, there are certain things that I think qualify a conspiracy theory as 
worthy of maybe a little belief like oh you know what maybe that is so there's there's like key right. components there's intent or or reason for it to be true mm-hmm. like if some if someone did something is there a reason why they might <clears throat> is there motive um and then there's like it motive and and realisticness so like could be realistic this one is just absolutely absurd I love and it, it is though. It is the idea of a reptilian elite. So basically wait, the conspiracy. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> that, wait, wait. That's really funny because you like kind of glitched out when you were saying it. So <laughs> I think the the group of people you're talking about just tried to Bleak scramble me. that from the internet. Yeah. They tried to so say it me. again. The reptilian elite. Even so, even the title makes me laugh. So there is a concept that um there is a an entire race of reptiles on earth that are shapeshifters and they take form of human beings and their entire goal is to destroy the world i like it so a little bit of background um this was started by a bbc sports reporter what named david ike okay and david ike he (laughs) so when you first hear that, you're like, oh, okay, so he's a normal guy that had, like, a normal job. Yeah. Well, yeah. then you realize that he just went off the fucking rails because he started <laughs> asking people to call him the son of God head. I don't know oh. what the word head at the end of son of God head son means. Son of God. It's God's head. He's not the son of God. He's the son of God's head. Yep, yep. But he claimed that in ancient times, um, a species of reptile came from a different galaxy to take over our world cool and could shapeshift into human beings now just just my first thought ancient (laughs) times okay so these reptiles that have the ability to turn into humans and us not be able to tell the difference haven't been able to destroy the world yet yeah i think it would be pretty easy for a a an ancient intergalactic race of shape-shifting reptiles to destroy the world as we know it yep it would not be hard so they pulled people in america apparently 12 million americans believe in the reptilian elite 12 million there that's more people than live in new york city i bet you that's underestimated too there are yeah, that's just the people that responded to a poll. <laughs> there are 300. You know how many fucking people that believe in the reptilian elite definitely don't have a computer? Or any way to answer the survey? <laughs> Probably every person that can't answer this survey is one of the people that believes in the reptilian elite. So double so, it at least. So let's just name a few, <laughs> name a few people that David Icke claims are reptiles, oh, shape-shifting absolutely. reptiles. Absolutely the Queen of England, <laughs> George okay. W. Bush. I saw that one coming a mile away. Bob Hope. Who's Bob Hope? Should I he know was that a, person? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You should. He uh, oh. he's an old uh, TV TV guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. B- Bill and Hillary Clinton. The both so, of them. The reptiles can love too. Although okay. I don't know that they actually love each other, but. Whatever. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a different episode. 
Um, and of course, Barack Obama. Um, I mean, Barack so, Obama is the most famous, I'd say. This is my favorite. So I spent so much time. This is one of the hardest uh, conspiracy theories to like find things about because there's literally no evidence other than this guy, David Icke, saying these people are reptiles. That's it. That's it. That's like you could. There are a lot. That reminds me. There are a lot of not reminds me, but makes me think that there are a lot of conspiracies that you could start like that one. And just. Because you don't need any evidence. You can just say, because there's no way to prove it wrong. Yeah. How do you disprove that? How do you prove that George W. Bush is not secretly a reptile? Without, like, completely invading his privacy and, like, you know, doing a, b- a blood test, I guess? I don't know. But, so that, yeah, there's no way that you can disprove it. So there's a lot of, we should make our own. Yeah, we should. Conspiracy theory. That'll be the next one. Okay. okay. Wait, I, I have like one it. more thing I want to add. Okay. So in my search for some sort of evidence, okay, <laughs> I stumbled across the greatest website ever. I my phone is probably being hacked by a million different oh, people right now. My computer is completely <laughs> bugged right now. But there is a video of Barack Obama in an interview with CNBC back in like 2008, okay? They're okay. sitting in the White House. It's a regular interview about the economy and there's a fly that's buzzing around him and barack obama reaches up and smacks the fly like like sees it and like hits it out of the way and he makes contact with the fly Uh and these people claim that that is proof that he's a reptile because of his ability to spring into action at the presence of a fly wait a minute i was waiting for you to say that it was like a video (laughs) that was photo that was like obviously photoshopped of his tongue like flicking out like a frog and grabbing the fly and eating it no this is a real video of him slapping a fly yeah and they claim that that shows that his genes have frog in them dude the leaps the leaps and bounds that people take in these conspiracy theories are awesome so this is one of those things like obviously david ike has something i don't you have to ask yourself, is he fucked up or clearly or is he just taking advantage of people and he's smart oh. and knows he's being dumb? So you're saying like he did this on purpose. He knows like if you were to ask him off the record like that, it's completely crazy. And Exactly. I see what you're saying. No, I think he's like just really weird. I agree. But okay, the reptilian elite—they are yep. among you. Watch out and for 12, Barack Obama. Twelve million people believe it. That's awesome. It's okay. horrifying. Uh, I will talk about my first one. Sure. Um, it is chemtrails, which is definitely the one that I wrote the least about. It's definitely the dumbest one, just because. So chemtrails obviously are allegedly are uh the government spreading toxic chemicals from planes and that is what you see when you look up in the sky and see a jet and see the trail behind it that can off that can stay for like a long time people are like okay that's like lead sulfur like things that cause cancer like all these things and in my i I did very little research on this because it was very easy to disprove and I'll, i'll try to make it 
as entertaining as possible, but it's basically just physics that is that can explain away chemtrails. Um, so they're actually called contrails. It is caused by the condensing of water vapor mm-hmm. from a plane's exhaust. So let's take, for example, a really high altitude jet going through the atmosphere. The exhaust coming out of the plane, as you know, Mike, one of the major uh, products in the burning of fossil fuels is water vapor. Mm -hmm. So it's very hot, moist air that's coming out of the back of a plane. Mm -hmm. That hot, moist air encounters really, really, really cold air. So when it mixes with the cold air, Uh, the amount of water vapor that can be held is completely determined by the temperature of the air. Okay. And less water vapor can be held invisibly, so just water vapor, in cold air than in hot air. So it condenses rapidly. It condenses, a.k.a. a cloud. That's why there's a level of clouds, because as you go above that, it gets colder, and the amount of humidity in the air is too much for the air to hold, so it condenses out the extra. That literally is what's coming out of the back of the plane. Hot, moist air cools down rapidly as it's in cold air, so all of the excess moisture in the air condenses into a cloud. It is water vapor <laughs> condensing, and that is all that a chemtrail is. This is like a, one of those that you have to think, how many people would have to be involved? <laughs> you know so what I mean? So many. So many. Uh, but just... in my research, I did see something, which true or not, I don't know. I did see something that the Trump administration is going to start geoengineering to try and prevent climate change, which would involve something along the lines of putting sun-blocking chemicals into the air to try and keep the greenhouse effect from happening. I don't love that idea. And therefore making fossil fuels less of a problem. That doesn't make sense to me because the whole concept of a greenhouse gas and why it why greenhouse gases are affecting the climate is simply because greenhouse gases are contained within our atmosphere they don't exit the atmosphere so when radiation comes in from the sun hits the surface of the earth and then tries to bounce out those gases are containing it like a greenhouse right. exactly that's why they so it's <laughs> via the name <laughs> I don't know how the whole how the whole thing would work, but that's just something that I found. So that's maybe chemtrails. Maybe if you had something that could eat CO two up in the sky would would work. Maybe there are but bacteria I don't know. that can dissolve CO two. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I want the big sprayed over my head. I hear I, I hear that anything that's green <laughs> takes in CO two and releases oxygen. Oxygen's pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty nice. Um, okay, what's your next one? Uh, okay, so this one was also a little difficult, and it is the bioweaponry of the coronavirus. Yep, I've now, heard a lot about this. So there's recently. a couple. There's a couple things. I the whole the one big thing that I saw on the internet was that this guy who was working at a research facility that was being funded by the Wuhan, like Institute of Technology in Boston or something, infectious diseases, blah blah blah, was arrested. That was all a lie. That was not true. Fake news. Oh, perfect. Great. Yeah. But there is an institute in Wuhan where this thing started that um, 
researches like pandemics. Okay. And interesting. I, so, okay, so there's that. Now, going back to what I said at the beginning, motive, there's definitely a motive. Like if you think of modern day terrorism, I think future terrorism isn't going to be a plane or a bomb. It's going to be get some type of bio biohazard, bio bomb, whatever, bio attack into like a water supply. Do you know how fucking easy that would be? Yeah. I mean, do you know how so, easy that would be? It's so like you look at the the process of of purifying water, like wastewater, and I've learned a lot about it in my job. Like we, that's one of our big. That was my major. Um, yeah, one of our big, like customer units is water wastewater treatment, and drinking water treatment. If you were able to get something like that into like the end point of a wastewater outlet or drinking water outlet. Mm-hmm. The impact you could have would be catastrophic. Like a water tower. Yeah, <laughs> Just exactly. one easy example. Ugh. But let's hope that doesn't happen because I drink a lot of a lot of tap water and I would be very unhappy if I contracted the coronavirus via my tap. Mm. But so... So there's there's concern that the either the coronavirus was there's multiple multiple theories that the coronavirus was put in China by America. Interesting theory. Oh, that coronavirus is being tested by the Chinese government on their own people. Now, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Well, they Why do have like it on your own people because they have like a billion people. <laughs> <laughs> they got people to spare. Yeah, they do. I mean, like if you think about the way Literally that their government operates, people. yeah, they they have like they have population issues, but and also there's like this whole thing about how they're <clears throat> treating the coronavirus with HIV medication. So there's like a theory that HIV has been linked with this virus, so that it'll just infect people, and then everyone will get better, and then everyone will be sick. Oh, that's like what happened. Did you ever watch? Uh... Was it I Am Legend? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was That's like definitely like a movie plot. Like the they had the uh, vaccine for cancer, and the vaccine turned people into zombies. Uh, it was a very it was scary. I don't think I ever finished it actually. I just remember like the general plot, and like one specific scene I remember mm-hmm. of like somebody watching TV and somebody explaining, you know. If you think of cancer as the driver of a car being evil and just hitting people in the highway, we've come up with a vaccine that takes the driver out of the car or something like that. <laughs> Some analogy, but they're like, wow. Yeah. But um, cool. So that's the coronavirus. I don't honestly, I don't think that we know enough yet to even have a fully developed conspiracy theory, but they're definitely happening. All I know is. The coronavirus is lame, and people aren't even dying that that much. I also did hear <laughs> – this is on Howard Stern today. They were talking about the coronavirus, and it was just kind of funny. Um, some, like, evangelical preacher on television that, like, takes people's money is claiming – Yeah, claiming yeah. that uh, the coronavirus is God's way of punishing uh, China and – Oh. It hasn't come to America because God is pleased that Donald Trump is the president. 
which I just thought was like I kind of love funny. That. And I Howard love Stern, that. Howard Stern, like stopped, <laughs> stopped the thing, and goes, or it's because there's fucking people in China that are eating bats and snakes for dinner, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then it just keeps going. Dude, oh, that's so what you funny. get for eating a bat. Honestly, <laughs> if you fucking eat a bat in soup, like raw, you put a fucking live bat and like drowned it in soup and then ate it. That's what there's you get. no reason for that. That's what you fucking get. I don't feel bad for any of the people that get it that way. But then if you get contract get it contracted by like you know, the problem is, is there's so them. many people they have to eat that kind of shit. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't have to eat bats. I think uh, it's I thought it was like a it was like it's a probably a cultural thing. It was a social media trend. The bat thing? Yeah, the bat thing. No. I think they like sell them in markets. Well yeah, but it was like a new thing and it was like, ooh, you eat these bats this certain way, like by not cooking them, and it's going to be great. <laughs> like, so you know what? That might have been the biological weapon. Honestly, who was, would actually eat it? All you need is a tweet and like a thousand bats <laughs> infected with this virus. You're That's so right. Oh my That's god! I needed. just ate this bat. It was so good. Look, this Chinese girl that's generally attractive and has a pretty large social media following. In America, we just. Off. Eat it. We just like stuff a chicken breast with with some mozzarella and and ham, yeah. and no, that's no, our no. new excitement. Yeah, what the eat fuck? frogs and and crocodiles, <laughs> not a bat. Yeah, I mean that's bats don't even like, have that much meat. There are several animals that you just can't like you just can't touch or eat, and there's the cultural reasons like dogs, cats, and then there's health concerns. Any animal that, like, honestly, you would look at and be like, "Ew!" Mm. Any animal that someone might be afraid of for some reason, <laughs> you should not eat. It's like Mice, eating spiders. <laughs> like, oh, rats, spider soup. Spiders, bats, all the things that instill fear in people. Mm, what a coincidence! They also make you sick if you eat them. Yeah, I don't need to remind you about the rats. Oh, <laughs> the black plague. Oh yeah, no, I knew you were gonna get there. Somehow. Oh, I'm going to get grossed out by the end of this episode. Okay. All right. Next one. This is is one that was pretty interesting. It was the first of its kind. I'll say that. And it's the conspiracy that Paul McCartney is dead. And it's a pretty popular (laughs) one. It was popular for a long time. Yeah. I did did a lot of research on it. My dad knew about this one. Yeah. Like, it, it was the thing. Yeah. So, the premise of the conspiracy is that... Paul McCartney died in a car crash, and it added that he was decapitated for some reason. I don't know why that's a necessary fact. Well, he was decapitated, and this all came from Paul is dead Wikipedia page. In uh, case sure. you want to do some of your own sleuthing and researching on this conspiracy, Paul yeah. is dead Wikipedia. <laughs> um, so he died in a car crash in early 1967 and was replaced by a lookalike, the winner of a Paul McCartney lookalike contest. I don't know how they would get away with doing that either. Secretly? Then. Yeah. What about the, the people that didn't get picked? I know. They killed them all. Yeah. Yeah, dead. Then their surviving members of the band were racked with guilt for their duplicity in faking Paul McCartney. So they left hints to the truth about his fate in their music and on their album artwork. Mm. Now, I didn't cover all of them. Like okay. all the instances and all the facts about it, <clears throat> just some of the most popular ones. So one of them in uh, the song Strawberry Fields Forever, 
Mm-hmm. It sounds like John Lennon is saying, I buried Paul. I buried Paul. And apparently he's actually saying, he said later in an interview when people were like, it sounds like you said I buried Paul. He said, I was actually saying cranberry sauce. So, I buried Paul. I buried Paul. Cranberry sauce. I'm trying to do it in like a, like a British accent. I don't know how those sound similar, but <laughs> <laughs> the next one um, in their song, the Gl- or glass onion. Mm-hmm. There's a line that says, and this is the actual line. There's another clue for you all. The wall. I did a little bit of research to try and figure out who people thought the walrus was. And if that was some sort of, uh, there was like, there were like two names that came up for the person, the actual name of the person that replaced Paul McCartney after he died in a car crash and was decapitated. But I didn't write down their names and I didn't find any evidence that they were linked to, for some reason, being called the walrus. And then the band explained that away by saying, oh, that was just something funny that we wrote after the conspiracy about paul mccartney died because here he is right here yeah i feel like after they heard about it and after it like became mainstream that that was a thing why mm-hmm. wouldn't you just fuck with the public they did a little bit but then so they did like a couple things like that but then they were like all right this is like getting out of hand it this was like a little bad huge. it was huge in america like there were lots of studies done about like is this actually him and like it became like a craze to see to like find clues in their music which also i'm sure you know that they were already famous for putting like subli- not subliminal but like secret messages if you yeah. played their songs backwards mm-hmm. it's called back casting mm. uh there was another one that was like i didn't write it down but there was another one in the song number nine it sounds like something like dead man on on repeat or something like that number nine backwards sounds like that in the song i don't know it wasn't really important and then the biggest one the one that was like one it was kind of far-fetched but two it was kind of interesting so if you look at the album cover for abbey road mm-hmm. it has you know the four of them walking and let me mm-hmm. just just reference it real quick oh wait that's what i was gonna do i have a picture of it on my phone already i'm so smart okay um so <laughs> This directly from the Paul is Dead Wikipedia page. Uh, the interpretation of Abbey Road album cover as depicting a funeral procession. Lennon, dressed in white, who's the first person as they're walking from left to right. So mm-hmm. the first in line. So the people from right to left is who I'll describe. Um, Lennon, dressed in white, is said to symbolize the heavenly figure. Star, dressed in black, behind him, symbolizes the Undertaker. George Harrison, in denim, who's at the very back, behind Paul McCartney, dressed in denim, represents the Grave Digger. I don't know why are Grave Diggers typically wearing jeans? I I don't know. I guess they're just like laborers, so... I guess. I guess that makes sense. And then McCartney, which this is interesting, he's barefoot... And out of step with the rest of the band members. So they're all, they all have like left foot forward, right foot back. He has right foot forward, left foot back. Really? He's barefoot. None of the other band members are barefoot. They say they bury people barefoot. 
Exactly. So it says he's the no. corpse. He symbolizes Fucking the corpse. Shit. And left-handed Paul McCartney, in the real Paul McCartney, the person in the picture. So this was done obviously he's after holding he's the dead, cigarette in his in right his hand. Right hand. Holy <laughs> fucking shit. I know. And then the best part. So the one car in the picture that you can read the license plate of, the characters on the license plate are LMW28IF, which was later identified as evidence. 28 if represented McCartney's age if he had still been alive. While LM LMW stood for Linda McCartney Weeps or Linda McCartney Widow, which is just the biggest stretch of the imagination. But it's but it but is pretty impressive for the person that came up with it. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I just looked it up. The picture. Yeah, isn't it weird? It's kind of like spooking me out. It's weird, dude. I don't like I don't like when things have like when you when people dig deep into things like this and then you look at it and it's like kind of spooky. Yeah. Like, so, why would he be out of step from everyone else? Why would he be barefoot I crossing a street? I don't know. I didn't look. So there could be explanations to that. I'll just give a disclaimer. There could be explanations to that. And you could be yelling at us right now saying like, no, it was because of this and because of this. I don't know if there's any explanations for that. That's just what I found from the Paul McCartney. I've like seen this so many times and I never realized I just he was barefoot. I always assumed that they were perfectly in step. Yeah, and I, did and I not never noticed he that he was barefoot. I know. And he's left-handed. Why would he hold a cigarette in his right hand? Beats me. Like, I'm left-handed. I, I feel like if I was, like when I, I smoke like a cigar. I smoke cigarettes. Like when I smoke a cigar, I hold it in my left hand. I feel like that's pretty standard. Wow. Your dominant hand gets the tobacco source. Wow. Yeah, so that's pretty wild. But that yeah, that's the that's the end of that one. All right. How are we doing on time? We're doing pretty well. We're like a half hour and we're halfway through oh, the okay. conspiracies. Oh, perfect. Okay. So my next one, we're gonna stay on the British theme. Perfect. Is and, car- and what? Sorry, I'm swallowing beer. And car crash theme. Oh yeah, true. Uh, and that was that Princess Diana was actually murdered. Very popular so, conspiracy. This is also a bizarre one because, like, so this happened. Um, wow, I have all this shit, and I don't even have it written down when this happened. I think it was nineteen ninety. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was nineteen ninety seven. You were born. Yep. Yeah, it was like a month after we were born. After I was born, it was the end of August. Right. Um. So, a little background, and when we think of motive, um. So. Princess Diana was separated from um, Prince Charles. Okay, Prince Charles was set to be the next king of England when the queen died, and Princess Diana was the mother of the future king, who is now William. Okay. Okay. So, just for reference, for anyone that is young and doesn't know who Princess Diana is, she is William and Harry's mother. Right. Married to Prince Charles, had them. They got separated. Now Prince Charles is married to Camilla. Now Prince Charles had like an affair with Camilla while he was married to 
Diana. Diana. He always loved Camilla, but they wouldn't let him marry her. Blah, 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 blah. So, um, there, there has been a bunch so of So why swirling. would they want to get, why would they want to get rid of her? What would, what would happen when she w- would be dead? If she died, then the royal family wouldn't have to go through a, divo- a divorce of the future king of England. Um, and he would okay. be able to marry the person he wants to marry. Okay, gotcha. And Princess Diana was, um, from a royal family perspective, kind of problematic. I mean, she was mm. different from all of them. She wasn't as right. polished. She would like, she was big in humanitarian <clears throat> stuff, but she was like very open to be honest with the public. But people loved her. God forbid. Yeah. So people like, people were big fans of her. But I, I've watched things and it, she like kind of went off the rails a little bit. She seemed a little, a little loopy. Um, they probably tried to poison her first. But I think the most like convincing um, theory is that MI6, which is like their CIA in England, right, murdered her on behalf of the royal family. Okay, so that's the one okay. we're gonna go with. Yeah, and there's a lot. This was investigated. There were. It was called Operation Pageant. Oh, and, and it was a cool. like an investigation that happened like all the way into 2006. So this was Holy investigated because it happened in Paris. This was investigated. It was determined that she died because the driver um, got was intoxicated. Okay. And so basically the backstory is she's in a limo with her then boyfriend, uh, Mohammed Dodi Fayed. I'm okay. sure the royal family did not like that. He was Muslim, and he was from Egypt. The royal family, the queen is the head of the uh, British church, which is very Christian, so on. But anyway, right. so he they're in the car, to, in the limo <clears throat> together. Paparazzi are chasing them, basically, to try to get pictures of them and stuff. So there's a car kind of chasing the limo. Driver's driving pretty crazily. Right. And... Um, and then crashed, they both die. Princess Diana and I don't know if the driver died. No one ever talks about the driver. I'm assuming so because they never talk about like interviewing him. That's but um, Princess Diana and this guy Muhammad died. So this guy Muhammad, his dad became like the forefront for the conspiracy theory that they were murdered because um, mm-hmm. he claims that he found out from his son that Princess Diana was pregnant with this Mohammed guy's child mm. and they were going to announce it. So now the future King of England was going to have a half brother who was Muslim and <clears throat> you know, like all this shit. Right. Okay. Yeah. So wild. So there's that. Um, and now there's a couple. So that's like the main, that's what they said was that the, Driver was intoxicated, was going too fast through a tunnel, because it happened in a tunnel. Car crashes, they die. Well, strangely enough, there are 14 cameras in the tunnel. No cameras captured the actual crash. How that happened, I don't know. And no one Hmm. seems to explain that point. Interesting. Okay. So happens that none of the cameras were on? Yep. Um... Now, 
I think this is like the most wild evidence of all. Okay. The car, the the limo had paint on it. And they were able from the marks on the car to identify that it was white paint from a Fiat Uno. That was the model of car that hit the limo. Oh. The, the French fuck? police tried for over a year to identify every Fiat Uno that could have been there and they couldn't find one that it was. They couldn't There's find the car. a single traffic camera that shows a Fiat Uno and a license plate? Nope. Are you fucking kidding me? And witnesses claim they saw the Fiat Uno come out of the tunnel when it happened. Really? So they say that the the CIA of England, the MI6, had were in the car and basically forced the driver off to crash and then left. There were other things that said like there were there was a big flash of light that matched an assassination plan from the MI6 for some like Middle Eastern guy what? years before that they were going to flash a strobe light right in the tunnel and blind the driver and then the driver would crash but I, that one just doesn't seem but so that that's pretty wild it seems kind of silly there were a couple other weird things so when they died when she died took an hour and a half between the crash and the the record of the 911 call from someone to her actually arriving at a hospital that is strange yeah and it was like the police chief basically ordered them to drive slowly because and stop on the way because they were trying to um, maintain stop bring, on the way bring strange. her blood pressure down. Like why? Why would you not be going as fast as you can to a hospital? That should be the first, yeah, first thing that you do. And then they claimed so her body was embalmed like the day after she died immediately. They claim that that was so that there couldn't be a toxicology report to prove she was pregnant. Okay, gotcha. Now the hospital says they didn't have a morgue close by. It was on like the other side of the campus. They didn't want to bring her body over there, so they just left it in this room next to the room that next to the emergency room. They couldn't keep it cool enough with air conditioning, so they just decided to embalm. Sketchy. Very sketchy. Um. Yeah. So, it, I so was, was I was I was convinced that there was some foul play, like sketchy. Something's not oh, right yeah. here. Oh, I you bet. Know what I, mean? I mean, that's like that's another one of those ones that's just like that's like agreed upon as truth that she was murdered. Yeah. What? Is there anything you found about break failure? Not about brake failure, but there, I did read something about um, seatbelts. So apparently she wasn't wearing a seatbelt in the car. <clears throat> now, her sister, her family, everyone claimed that she was, like, religious about her seatbelt. She never, ever, right. like, that was a thing. She made a point about it, that everyone should be wearing a seatbelt, blah, 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 blah. Well, right. yeah. when they reviewed the car... Back in when the accident happened, they said all the seatbelts were functional. But then when Operation Pageant in like 2006 went back over and reviewed the car, apparently they found that all seatbelts present 
and this is like an official review of all the evidence, right. found that all the seatbelts were operational and effective except for one, which was on the right side in the back seat of the limo, which is where she was sitting. Was there evidence of tampering? Well, they said they claimed that it might have been tampered with, but it appears that it was tampered with between like after the crash. Oh, okay. To yeah. make it look that way. But gotcha. who knows? Yeah. Who knows? And I just I think the motive is the like spookiest part about the whole thing. Because like there is so much reason for the There's royal family so to be involved in that. Yeah. And to do that. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Put the pieces together, people. Hey, we're not here to tell you what to believe no. and what not to believe. We are just here to give you the facts. Well, to give you the evidence. I'm telling you, don't believe in reptilian elite. If you believe in reptile people, <laughs> just true. stop listening. Stop That's listening. True. Don't we don't want you to listen. The reptilian elite is so fucking funny. I still it's love insanity. that. Insanity. All right. Um, okay. Next one. Now this is a big one, people. If you've been listening for a while, you know that this was probably hard for me to research. Oh yeah. This is Bigfoot. I can't believe we managed to not talk about it in our first conspiracy episode. But here it is. This is the one that I definitely wrote the most about. This is the one that I care the most about. Mm-hmm. And this is has has a, a, a place in my heart, I'll say. I'm shocked so, that we didn't do this the first time. I just said that. Did you? I did. I'm reading over my notes here, and I didn't hear that. <laughs> no, I understand. It's fine. It's I'm fine. sorry. Okay, um... So the Bigfoot conspiracy started in 1959 when large footprints were discovered in California. Um, I'll leave it at that for now. Uh, <laughs> then in 1967, footage was released. And this is the the really famous footage. You know, it's like a five second clip, not even of like clearly Bigfoot, like standing far away, walking like parallel or perpendicular to the camera and he, he's yep. like swinging his arms and he turns to the right and looks at the camera yep. that was released in 1967 and this sparked crazy crazy uh, pandemonium about Bigfoot so the 70s were a very very big time for Bigfoot he made cameos in regular TV shows in movies they started making lots of movies about Bigfoot the whole idea was just blowing people away um let's see there's obviously been lots of tv shows and movies made since then Uh i just quickly looked it up and there are hundreds of movies all of them terrible one of which scarred me for life i think it was called bigfoot mountain but now (laughs) looking through them i i got like a little bit of like flashback flash flashbacks to like when i used to be like actually afraid of bigfoot (laughs) <laughs> looking at like the pictures of Bigfoot because for a while like I could I did not want to even look at like a picture of a drawing of a picture of a photoshopped image of Bigfoot because it would freak me out. I wish I bought that six foot tall metal Bigfoot. You could have you literally could have killed me. I'm not kidding. I was going to I was going to put it in Jacob's room on the other side of his bed in the dark and he would open the door and there would be a six foot tall statue of Bigfoot. And it was scary looking. It wasn't like a nice happy no, Bigfoot like with a fun. smile. It, like, had this scary face. That was the thing, though. Like, even the ones that were supposed to look fun and, And like, funny, funny, like, creeped me out a lot. 
of course. It was because of the movie that my my cousin made me listen or made me watch. Marky, if you ever listen to this, I will never forgive you for making me watch that movie, Bigfoot <laughs> Mountain, slash maybe the Big Valley Foot of Mountain. Bigfoot, something like something oh, like that. The Valley too of Bigfoot. Good. Um. So also, a big thing. Um. There is a there is an official FBI file for Bigfoot. Okay. Fun fact. What what does that even mean? I'll explain. So in 1976, Peter Byrne, then the director of the Bigfoot Information Center in Oregon, sent the FBI about 15 hairs attached to a tiny piece of skin to be analyzed officially because his team could not identify the origin of the sample. They So hmm. he sent this to the FBI, and the FBI originally said, well, typically we are reserved for criminal matters, but sometimes we make exceptions in the pursuit of scientific discovery, something like that. So they said, all right, dude, we'll analyze the hair for you as a favor, just so we can put it to bed. So they – and they finally uh, declassified the file like in 2007 or something, mm-hmm. and – I saw a photocopy of the letter they sent him back Mm -hmm. after they analyzed it. And it said something like through the use of through the study of morphological characteristics, such as cuticle length, hair structure, etc. Something, something we have determined that the hair was of the deer family origin. It was a fucking deer. It was deer hair. They well, that wasn't back. as exciting as I thought it was going to go. They sent him back the letter with the deer hair, just as like a, okay, we'll oh, humor you. you. We'll humor you for this for five minutes. And they analyzed it. We're like, this is deer. And then sent him back the sample with the letter. And then mm. later I read that the now, whenever the thing was written, 94-year-old Peter Byrne does not recall this letter being sent back to him. <laughs> Weird. And maybe because he's lost his mind because he spent his entire life searching for something that isn't real. That would be really depressing. Um, so then, you know, some people try and say, oh, you know, the FBI has a file on Bigfoot. Therefore, he has to be real. It wasn't it wasn't a real <laughs> study. They just were they were doing they were doing a favor for this very crazy, obsessed <laughs> scientist guy that ran the bigfoot information center yeah and said no this isn't bigfoot um and then i'd also like to add that a 2007 baylor religion survey which i don't know why it was a religion survey or what that means said that of of americans 16 percent say that absolutely or probably bigfoot exists really 44 percent say Bigfoot probably does not exist, and 40% say absolutely does not exist. So there is a a minority of Americans. It's just so funny say, to me. I know. Which, the other thing is, it's, the, it's so easy for somebody to say, oh, I saw Bigfoot in the woods, some person, or to mistake something for something. Uh, an elk running away from you could look like a big, hairy man. Mm-hmm. You know, a moose could look like a big, hairy They're man. They're so big, yeah. 
they're, they're massive and they're brown and they're like about that tall. So it's so easy for somebody to like yep. mistake it, it. Here's my thing. Find me a bone. Do they not die? Because <laughs> if they What's die. A, you just reminded me. So there's got to be more picture. than one, right? Right. So there's got to be more than one, which means they have to die eventually. Right. So now I've asked my mom these things because my mom is a diehard Bigfoot believer. Like she is offended if you if you counteract her belief in Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. You ask her where big feet sleep. They sleep in nests in the woods. And I'm like, you've got to be <clears throat> fucking kidding me. But anyway, yeah. um, if you say, well, what do they do with the bodies? She says they collect them and they eat them and then they bury them. The other Bigfoots do. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yes. They're They're trying to stay hidden. That's what I would do if I was trying to hide from society. How do they know? Gather my parents, eat them, eat their dead bodies, and then bury their bones. So I said, are they – do they have human minds? Are they intelligent enough to know that society is looking for them and they need to hide? No answer. That's usually when I get in trouble. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so this from Live Science says, so like it mentioned, one of the articles I was reading was mentioning, you know, some people claim that because a, a genetics test, a DNA test will come back unknown or no match, that it, oh, that means it's Bigfoot. No, that just means that there's no saved DNA sample from a Bigfoot matched. Or that means that the sample is so degraded by the environment or tampered with that it isn't close enough to anything else that it matches something. So that's one thing. And the other thing the article said was genetics provides another reason to doubt the existence of Bigfoot. There cannot just be one elusive creature. There would need to be tens of thousands of them in order to assure genetic assure enough genetic diversity to maintain the species exactly of them out there surely at least one of the creatures would have been killed by a hunter or hit by a motorist on a highway or uh even found dead by accident disease or old age by a hiker or a farmer at some point yet no bodies bones or anything else have ever been found so you're telling me that like if they were to exist one of them would die by accident because everything dies by accident Yes. And it's, it, unless it's in the deep blue oceans, you know, like we, there are no species on earth that are that large and where people live that haven't been discovered yet. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, you're right. I understand things that are at the bottom of the ocean in the middle of, in the middle of the ocean where we have never been. Right. Or the size of an insect that nobody's cared to take a look at. Yeah. Other than that, a large mammal. All of the, all of the large Man mammals sized. on Man-sized. Just that yeah. I can assure. Um, so yeah, Bigfoot's not real. Good, but he is still scary, which is why the <laughs> legend continues. Because but you can decide the, on your own. Scariest thing you can think of: a large, towering, hairy creature in the middle of the woods that eats people <laughs> and roars like a lion. Remember that video we played on a podcast before? Oh, yeah. No, don't like that at all. Mm-mm. 
I don't know what that was, but I didn't like it. It was a wolf, I think. Mm. All right. Now I'm moving on to my biggest one. This is also my last one. Okay. Um, and I contemplated scratching the whole thing and just saying, we'll talk about it on a regular podcast because I don't even think it's a conspiracy theory. It really isn't. It's not. <laughs> and I'm going to lay out so much evidence that Good. it's going to blow your mind. Good. Don't shut down my computer. Snooze. All right. <laughs> and that is that Jeffrey Epstein was murdered and did not kill himself. It's fact. It's literally. Okay. It's... So let's let's walk through the timeline. Okay. okay. Shall we? All Please, right. Let's. Beginning of July 2019. Jeffrey Epstein is arrested on multiple counts of pedophilia and sex trafficking young girls. Yeah. All right. Goes to jail. Evidence seems pretty strong. Likely will be convicted. And people start to realize, okay, this guy was pretty important, pretty powerful. He was friends with powerful people. He was friends with the Clintons. He was friends with Donald Trump. He was friends with Prince Andrew from the royal family. All these people. Right. Just to name a few. And those are like the big names that everyone knows, not to mention the billionaires that also were involved with him. Yeah, that don't have any public name, but are still really rich and powerful. Exactly. So, and I, I mean, even when he first got arrested everyone was saying he's gonna get killed oh yeah yeah (laughs) everyone was saying that and then it happened i think that's the craziest part of the whole thing Mm -hmm. but so let's let's let us begin (laughs) so i'm just gonna go i'm gonna go kind of out of order because i think the timeline makes it even more wild but let's just start so they did an autopsy of his body after he was found okay and uh, the Epstein family hired a forensic pathologist who is like very well known in New York City to witness and watch the four-hour autopsy. So um, the initial cause of death was listed as inconclusive. That's important. Okay. Why would why would that happen? No one knows. Anyway. Okay. Moving forward. So, first off, the head during a hanging is usually pale. Okay? Makes sense. And in this case, it was not. And the capillaries in the eyes burst, which typically does not occur because it's from hanging. Exactly. Because your head doesn't swell in a hanging. The blood drains out of your head. (laughs) Exactly. So that's why it's pale. That's why. Exactly. Well, uh, capillary bursting in eyes is typically associated with manual strangulation. Strangulation. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Next. His left and right thyroid cartilage and left uh, some other bone. Hyoid. Okay. So these three bones were broken. This Dr. Michael Baden, who is the forensic pathologist, never in New York, in in anywhere, he spent weeks trying to look for one. Never in a suicidal hanging 
were all three of these bones fractured or broken? Not once. Not once were all three broken. There were times or two of them or one of them, but never all three. Never. Never. This is the first time ever recorded. Okay. All right. Gotcha. So they changed the cause of death from inconclusive to hanging, which doesn't make any sense. No evidence pointed to that after. And it's very unusual, especially in a prison setting, for them, if someone is found, to have hung themselves. They'll call that the cause of death, and then an autopsy would redirect it. They wouldn't call it inconclusive right. and then call it hanging. They would call it hanging, and then if they find that it was something else, they say something else. Right. So that's that. All right. So let's go through the timeline that just completely destroys any thought that he killed himself. Okay. On July 23rd, he was found on the floor of his jail cell with a bed sheet wrapped around his neck. Okay. Okay. They called it a failed suicide attempt. They, this was, okay, so failed suicide attempt. They take care of him medically. He claims that he was attacked by his cellmate. Um, no one backs that up. They say he was trying to hang himself. So they put him on suicide watch. Okay. Okay. And, which is a whole rigmarole, right? Right. There's like people that are actually watching you 24 seven. Um, you don't have like specific things. I don't even know if you have bed sheets, like you're in a special room. It's this whole thing. Um, so he's put on suicide watch one week later after this episode, the psychologists, psychological staff at this prison take him off suicide watch. They determine he's not suicidal, but they say he has to have a cellmate. They okay. put a stipulation. He won't be on suicide watch, so you don't have to watch him for 24-7, but he has to have a cellmate. Okay? Gotcha. Night, be night before he's dead, his cellmate is released from prison. Just out of the blue. And they don't move a new cellmate into his cell. Oh, God. You're violating. Jeffrey, you're Jeffrey Epstein. You're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. You are violating the stipulation put in by the psychologists, right? Yeah. Um, next, the guards are supposed to check on him every half hour. Okay. Right. So they move him from the cell that he was in with the uh, guy that got released. They right. move him to his old cell. Okay. And by himself. At 7.49 p.m. All right? Okay. You following? Yep. Video cameras show that they do not check on him again until 6 a.m. the next morning. 6 a.m.? Their computer shows that they were surfing the internet, and camera also shows that both of them fell asleep. And then they forged the uh, log that they checked on him every half hour. They were actually charged in federal prison for forging those documents. Okay. The guards. Okay. So you say, how well, how, how did anyone get there? Get to him. Isn't there cameras? Just so happens that the cameras on his tier were, quote, compromised and not working the night of his death. 
compromised. And not working on the night of his death. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Okay. So they find him in the morning, 6 a.m. The autopsy later determined that by the time they found him, he was dead for approximately two hours. Okay. Which means that he was probably cold by that point. Right. Okay. The Bureau of Prison, prisons in the United States, has a protocol that a dead body in any situation, suicide or otherwise, shall be treated as a crime scene and protected as such. With That makes sense, yeah. They find his body. Immediately, they throw it on a stretcher and they take it out of the room. And they bring it to medical examination to try to save him, quote unquote. To Guy's try cold. to save him. So he's cold and has been dead for two hours. Crime scene detectives are unable to get a single photo of his body in the state it was in in the room. Not a single photo. The photos show a bed sheet tied to the grate on the window a bed sheet tied to the uh, arm of the lower bunk of his bed and on the upper bunk there are medication bottles all standing upright so they claim that they found him tied to the lower bunk so that would mean that he leaned into it it was a lean in kind of thing right yeah I find it very hard to believe that he leaned in to hang himself and the bed didn't move at all. That all these bottles on the top bunk and those kinds of things, nothing moved. That would be impossible, just about. So that's what I've got. Well, yeah, you had me convinced about halfway through that. So everything else was just on top of it. And what's wild is this is like a conspiracy theory that has – it, it has so much traction. Like most of this stuff that I have, most of this these facts are from 60 Minutes on yeah. CBS, like a very well-known, very trusted news organization. The, my question is, what are they going to do about it now? No Nothing? one knows. No Nothing. one knows. Has there ever been like – well, I guess Watergate was, was exposed pretty nicely. Yeah. Not nearly to what this is. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. But is anyone going to give a shit and like be like, okay, we're going to find out who actually did it? Well, no, because they're uh, going to get killed too. <laughs> it, yeah, there's been grumblings about it, but not really. Because if you think about it, every powerful person was associated with the guy. That's sketchy as fuck. Well... R.I.P. Jeffrey Epstein. He was a shitty, shitty, shitty dude, but he did not kill himself. Not R.I.P. I don't want him to rest in <clears throat> peace. He was a horrible, horrible human being. I think he's yeah, like the I definition of the kind of people right. that that go to go to hell. You know, like you think about yeah, that. Yeah, he's he's not having a great time down there. No, for sure. But so so that's um, so that's a, a a bright side. At least a, a dude as yeah. as terrible as that is dead. <laughs> but there's like this whole thing because the survivors of what he did to people are saying like they at least want closure to know of how he died right yeah um but it's just wild like you everyone was saying the guy's gonna get killed the guy's gonna get killed he's tied to all these powerful i remember 
Yeah. As soon as he got away, everyone was saying that. How do you not have him in the most intense security ever? <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody and the other thing is, like, well, everyone was saying that met him, met with him the day before. He was super upbeat. He was feeling positive about the appeal that he was going to put forward. He felt that he was going to beat these charges with the evidence that he had. Yeah. So why would he kill himself? Kills himself in prison. Kills himself. No. No. That's so fucking sketchy. I know. So scary. And like I was reading the transcript of the people that were interviewed on 60 Minutes about this, and they were like, you look at it and it's like a movie. Like all the shit that went wrong together, camera's not working, guy falls asleep, cellmate released the night of. Like, Sounds a lot like Princess Diana. It's like a literal movie. So. This is worse. Yeah. This is crazy. Even more of a setup. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll move on to our last one. This, this is a great one. one. This one's scary. We honestly. didn't even know about this one. No, so all of the ones that we've talked about before this, I have heard something about. So I've never nope. heard this, the one that Jacob's about to do before, until we talked about it yesterday. And then today, on the car ride home, I literally heard it on the radio. That's super weird. Which is spooky and weird. This yeah. one scares me a little bit. So yeah. the conspiracy uh. is, it's really just several conspiracies, but the one that I'll like, I'll talk about all of them. Mm-hmm. It, generally, the thing is that the Denver airport is evil is I guess the big overarching one. And yeah. then smaller ones are that like it was built by the Nazis mm-hmm. and funded by the Illuminati and like a lot of evil, just a lot of evil shit going on around it. Yeah. So here's the facts. Here are the facts. It is the largest airport by land area in North America and the second largest in the world. 54 square miles. That's pretty wild it's in itself. Yeah. Outside of the conspiracy, that's crazy. I knew that. I didn't know any of the other shit around it, which that's twice the size of Manhattan for scale, mm. if anyone's wondering. Twice the size of Manhattan for one airport. Um, to be fair, though, in like Colorado, because obviously it's outside of Denver, yeah, they might just like own a lot of land. Yeah, they could have made it as big as they wanted. So it's not – yeah. Not that big of a deal, but like, and they could have just bought this giant patch of land and then put it there. Is the actual the actual airport isn't that big, but the land well, is. You no, know, I think that means the land that it takes up. Not like it's impossible. The, not like the land that's owned by 54 the fifty-four miles. How would you get from one side to the other? That doesn't make any sense. Transportation. I don't think that's true. Well, you. Can, it's probably just the land that they own. Well, okay. But anyways, it was. By the time it was finished, it was $2 billion over budget, which I'll get back to that part in a little bit. That's a little Mm -hmm. scary. That's a little weird. Big question is where did that $2 billion come from? Mm -hmm. And where did it go? What did it go into? Yeah. Who paid that money and what did it fund? What did it actually do for the airport? Yep. First thing, fact. A 32-foot-tall statue of a horse nicknamed Blucifer. <laughs> it is a blue horse with red glowing eyes. Looks, I, I, I implore the listener to look up this horse. 
horse Denver airport. It, it is, is so, so scary. scary looking. It's unbelievable. It's scary it enough in itself. And then add on the fact that it, while it was being constructed, a part of it fell onto its sculptor and killed him <laughs> by severing an artery in his leg. That's did wild. I did I cut no. out there at all? Okay. No. Um, I saw you cut it a little bit, so I was wondering. So part of the horse fell on, which 32 feet's like really tall. I didn't realize how tall it was until I saw like a picture of a person standing next to it. It's, it's three stories. Massive. Yeah. That's so like huge. It was it was probably a little bit taller than the shack. Yeah. That's so scary. So the giant horse, part of it fell onto the sculptor and killed him. And I mean, the reason it's a horse is kind of easy to explain away. I mean, they're the Broncos, the Denver Broncos. It's a horse. It's a whole thing. So that's like, that's not probably that a Colorado thing. Everyone's got horses, you know, whatever. Yeah. But why did it look so evil? Why did they have yeah, the red glowing eyes? Why couldn't it have been just a bronze statue of a horse? Why red eyes? I don't why get that. Blue? Why was it blue and veiny? Like it looked evil. It literally, it looks evil. It just yeah, looks it like a evil horse. Um, so that's one thing. Then to deal with the, uh, the uh, one of the first of all, biggest one, the runways are in the shape of a swastika. Just and, like that's not an interpretation. That's a fact. If you look up on Google it's Maps, kind of crazy. Yeah. The Denver airport, the runways are in the shape of a swastika. They didn't have to be like that. They didn't have to do them in that orientation. It just straight up. That's what they are. They're in that shape. Yeah. No, um, it, when we were talking about this yesterday, like when we planned what what we were going to talk, like which conspiracy theories, we I had never heard about this. Jacob had never heard about it, and he mentioned like, oh, they say that the run the runways are shaped like a swastika, and I'm like, oh, you know, that's probably a stretch. You go online, yeah. it's it's like, it's pretty crazy. If that wasn't intentional, then like, what a fucking idiot. Yeah. So the uh. A spokesperson for the airport said that they are in the shape of a pinwheel, not a swastika. So that's Don't stupid. pinwheels like all come right out from the middle? Yeah, they're angled a little bit. Like why do they all These have to are be not. perfectly 90 degrees off of each other and there's four of them? Um, so yeah. And to add on to that, this is kind of the weirdest part to me, is there is a plaque in the at the front of the airport that says it was funded – by the New World Airport Commission. Now, Mike, as you know, Hitler's organization was the New World Order, right? Or whatever the I don't know if I worded well, that correctly. Like the Third Third Reich, the Third I think Reich was what they called the it. New World Order. It was, they they basically wanted a it, this like this race of people that they thought met were like the supreme race of man. Like it was this super creepy bullshit. All very scary. Yeah. Well, you know, the New World Airport Commission doesn't sound like that strange of a name. Until it up and find out that that group never existed. That is not that is not currently, nor was it ever, an airport commission. The New World Airport Commission. That it just doesn't exist. <laughs> also, there was a whole thing that I found that was like Something about the the Masons and uh, 
how that is like a symbol for something about the Freemasons and how that's associated with the Illuminati for some reason. And then if you add up the numbers with the date that the airport was officially uh, dedicated, the numbers add up to 33, which is the highest level in the Freemasons Mm -hmm. associated with perfection, something like that. But that was a little, eh, it was a little sort of stretch, so I didn't write it down. Um, and then also, around the airport, there are murals of Nazis. Like, like straight up, there is a. If you look it up, there is a mural of a Nazi officer with a gas mask on and a sword. A gun pointing. Down. It's a gun with and, a bayonet. Oh, okay. No, I think he also and has a sword. He also has a sword. Yes. So why would they have to put that in the there's there's a million pieces of art that you could put into the airport and you choose that one? Yeah, it does. It's like a rainbow sense. behind it. All very strange. And some somebody said that like, oh, it's actually a symbol for how we've overcome all these terrible things and it's a symbol for world peace. There's a lot of other ways that you could have depicted that. Yeah. Not with a Nazi officer and a gas mask. One hundred percent. Um there's another one with like children crying outside of a burning building. Just Again, weird. Just just really weird. Yeah. Um, and then Mike, I didn't read you this one last night, but it's pretty cool. So there's another rumor because it's so big that there are there's like an underground bunker mm. underneath of it, and that could be where the extra two billion dollars was needed. Yeah, so like that's what like, uh that's what they said on the radio today. That's what they were yeah. talking about. They didn't talk about really the evil part. They were saying that like the government paid for it to be a bunker. Right. So one of the explanations for why it costs so much and why there was all that stuff underground is because that there was going to be a brand new state of the art underground baggage transportation system underneath mm. of the place. But coincidentally, the system never worked and nobody ever did anything to fix it. So they just didn't use it. Seems a so weird. bit weird. What is going on there? Why would they put all this money and time into a new baggage system and then just not give a shit when it didn't work? Doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. That's not how sounds these like, like engineering projects work. Sounds like it was a cover up. That they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to have this brand new baggage system. And then, like, six months after it was built, they were like, well, how's that new baggage system going? And someone was like, oh, shit, we did say we were going to do that. Um, It didn't work. So, never mind. Yeah. So, there's a conspiracy that... Something's going on there. Which, that one doesn't have to necessarily be evil. That could be, like, uh, that's, like, a fallout shelter for, like, the world leaders. Like, yeah. really important people to go in case of like some like natural disaster emergency they all yeah. go there they can all be underneath there um another thing to add to that theory apparently the first five ish buildings that were built on the property they messed up and didn't build correctly so instead of tearing them down and redoing them they buried them explain what? they buried them what does that even mean i don't know I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you just dig a giant hole no and push the building push into it? The building into it? Sounds like they built something underground, said that it didn't work, 
said that it was broken and that they just were going to bury it. Someone's like, wait a minute, why are those ones underground? They're like, oh, we they're they were the first ones that didn't work, so we're going to bury them. Yeah, something's not right there. Something's not right with the whole fucking thing. I don't like so, that. Uh, oh, yeah. Next time you're in the Denver airport, which Brian was just there, I wish I I wish we were making this a little bit earlier. We could have had them be there and like send us pictures and stuff. Oh, could have called them live. I know. Start asking people. <laughs> yeah. So next time you're in the Denver airport, pray, pray. and look out for evil things. <laughs> Beware. Someone, the other thing someone tried to say the horse at the front was like the horseman of the apocalypse. Also, other just another weird thing. There's a lot of gargoyles around the property for some reason. Ugh. Oh. Nobody's really sure why. It's so weird. It's so weird. Like, extra weird. Like, the, the last couple that we did here, there's, like, something going on there. Really spooky. Yeah. Well. So, yeah. Well, it's late. This has been a really long episode. Mm-hmm. I apologize, slash... Unless you like them being that long, then good for you. But I don't like them being as long as it takes forever. Like an hour 20. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, we've broken our record. Yeah, we have. Which is, Mm. I mean, it's... If we're going to do it on one of them. I feel like it should have happened on this one if we were going to. Yeah. So this was was a a lot of content. There was a lot of shit we just talked about. I hope you paid attention the whole time and we didn't bore you. Um, Let us know if... Just send us other conspiracy theories in case we do another one of these. It was a lot of work, but it wasn't that much work. So it if fun. it was like, if it was a really big deal, maybe we could do more. I don't know. We but, like really looked forward to it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was. Yeah, it was fun. I liked. I liked doing it. It was like it was probably like an hour of plan of like actually like writing things down and planning stuff. But yeah, I think it was worth it. Uh, I just think like it's so convincing. All of it. It. If you don't, I, uh, there are a lot of these that now I'm convinced are real. Oh yeah, which is really freaky, and <laughs> I hope I hope we aren't offed by somebody soon. Yes, we want this to go out as soon as possible, so people are aware that we might not believe these things. But if we suddenly die in suspicious ways, it is Under because we were circumstance. because we were murdered. <laughs> Yeah, if I die, if one of us dies in the next couple of days, weeks, just know that right now we are saying that we were murdered. There is foul play involved. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that'll do it for the conspiracy episode. We'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming next week at some point. I don't know when, but, you know, regular shits and giggles that we have. Sure. Um, so look out for that. Tell your friends. Send us stuff in the mailbox. Listen uh, on Spotify. Give us, give us suggestions. Download Spotify. We could be like sponsors for Spotify. Yeah. Get on Spotify. But I like Apple Music actually, so never mind. I do too. <laughs> you didn't hear that you didn't hear that Spotify. Yeah. Also, um, did you hear that uh uh what's his name? What's his name? Running for president, uh little guy, the short guy, Mike Bloomberg. No, I yeah. Um he's paying online influencers $150 to endorse him micro yes, influencers I did do, I did dude I would totally take $150 from him for our I show and would. and say yep go vote for him he might not even give us the $150 though no. 
with the numbers that we And have. until he gives it to us, go fuck himself. I don't care about him. <laughs> he can but, go fuck himself. Yes. But if he's willing to give us $150, sure, vote for him. Did a great I'll job vote. in New York. I'll read whatever the fuck you want me to read. So if you listen to this and you happen to work for the Mike Bloomberg uh, campaign, we're willing to take the money. We are the definition of what people hate in politics. We could be bought. We could be bought like this. Like this. I am so easily bought. So buyable. Unless it's by a foreign nation. Of course, and I say this. I say this in like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, We're saying this in terms of like, our podcast being sponsored for a campaign. Yeah. I don't mean I will be my allegiance will be bought to another country. No, and like if I, I ever ran for ideas. political office, yeah. I couldn't be bought. No. No. I would fight the buying. <laughs> yeah. We are pro We're just looking for sponsors. Like honestly integrity. I would prefer to be sponsored by yeah. like Tostitos. But <laughs> or Bush. I tell you yeah. what. If anybody from Bush is, is hearing this, I drink a Bush beer every time we record the beer. Podcast, so the beer, not the politics, the beer. Oh, <laughs> Bush beer. I would say Bush light, but I don't drink Bush light. I drink Bush heavy. So so that's and the sponsor. We talk we want. about that more. We don't want to be. Spe- you know what? We don't want Mike Bloomberg's money. Mm-hmm. If he gave it to us, we'd take it. But yeah, don't get me wrong. We will take the money. We want Bush money. We we need with that Bush. an S C H. Yeah. Especially with all the beer things going around on the internet now. Sure. Zillion beers, Friday beers, you know. But we won't talk yep, about that. Yep, yep. All right. Well, that was good. Mike, you wanna you wanna count us down? Sure. One, two, three, four. <laughs> <laughs>